Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offer to everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real-life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetha Lajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today, I'm excited to welcome Stephanie Tilton to the Essential Self-Care Podcast. Stephanie is a friend of mine who also happens to be a copywriter. If you don't know what copywriting is, I certainly didn't until I started my business, It's essentially any writing that you do for your business, including emails, social media captions, your website, and sales pages. I've actually had the pleasure to work with Stephanie for some of the copy on my own webpage. But today, she's here to talk about something else, and that's her self-care story of how she manages self-care while being a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and all the things. Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, Stephanie. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to share a little bit about my self-care journey and you know what I'm doing now to just kind of get back to feeling like myself again. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us and thank you for your openness and being willing to share your self-care story and journey with us. So why don't we get started? Can you tell us a little bit about an instance in your life when self-care felt like it was no longer an option, but an absolute necessity for you? Yeah. So it really wasn't that long ago. Self-care has always been kind of important, but I think I had this idea of what it was and it was more of like bubble baths and, you know, facials and things like that. That's really not, (laughs) didn't really help, but there, you know, came a point a couple of years ago where just everything felt like it was building up and building up and a lot of things going on, like personal life, just health in general, some things, you know, that had to be taken care of, like with medical professionals and stuff. But I was just really at this place. Like I felt like I had kind of like lost myself. I did not feel like myself or even look like the person that I felt like I should, or, you know, I did recognize myself, I guess I should say. And so it was like at that point when I was really like, you know, something has to change. Like I have to do something here for myself because, you know, I'm just not really giving my family, my, you know, people like the best version of myself and I cannot do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's really interesting. And, and, and I like the way that you describe that because I, I feel like a lot of us could really relate to that too. I feel like things can tend to just build up, like build and build and build and build until it just kind of reaches this point or sort of this critical level, whatever that means for for us individually in our own lives. But it can just be the sense of it building without us even necessarily realizing it until it kind of reaches that sort of critical level where it's like, wait a second, something needs to change. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really where it got. I mean, you know, you think that you're taking care of yourself and you think you're doing all this, but really that wasn't what I needed and it wasn't really helping me to feel better. And, you know, it's, I think you do realize when you get to that point that like, this is not really the person that I want to be anymore. I don't, you know, I need to get back to myself where I feel more like myself. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's, kind of one step in this in in the process of of sort of this self-care journey, right? Of, of reaching that point and then having the awareness that you're at that point, that something needs to change, that hey, I don't really recognize myself in a lot of ways now and I need to get back to myself. So what was kind of that next step for you? Like, because having that awareness is one thing and then figuring out, well, where do I go from here? That can be another step. So what did that look like for you? Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I had this idea that like self-care was just if you take a break or you take a bubble bath for 30 minutes or you do whatever, you read a book that like everything will magically be better. But for me, that wasn't necessarily the case. That wasn't like the self-care that I needed. And like I said, like there was some health things that had to be taken care of. But one of the things that I remembered from previous years, like long ago, is kind of some of the feelings that I was missing, like some of the energy, some of the just feeling like I wanted to be active as a parent, like go out outside and, you know, run around in the yard with my kids. Like I had lost some of that. And so I knew that just being physically active, whether it's exercise, it's not necessarily like the losing weight type of thing, but it's just like making your body be active in some way that that was something that I needed just for like the physical piece of it, where you have the energy and you sleep better, but then like the mental piece where that's like my time to kind of get rid of everything that's going on. Like just really focus on like, listen to music or listen to a podcast or just listen to nothing and kind of get focused on myself (laughs) and, you know, have that time for myself. I love that. That's such a really beautiful point of thinking about how you want to be feeling. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. There's an exercise I have people do in a lot of my workshops where I have them write down the top three emotions that they currently feel on a regular basis. And then I have them write down what are the top three emotions that they want to feel on a regular basis. And just kind of having that awareness. And maybe, you know, sometimes those are the same, but sometimes they're very different. And so just having that awareness of kind of what are the emotions I'm feeling right now? And what are the emotions that I want to feel on a regular basis? And sometimes just even having that awareness of this is how I want to feel, all of a sudden that kind of opens up your mind to ideas of different ways that you can experience that. Like for you, there was this feeling of being active, of having energy, of so many positive emotions, even just when you described like running around in the yard with your kids, you know? So there were those feelings that you were aiming to cultivate and you found ways to do that. Yeah. And, and it was really important for me because if I had set in my mind, like the goal of, I want to do this for like weight or the way that I look, I feel like when that doesn't happen quickly that you kind of lose interest in it. Or for me, at least that's kind of how I am. Like I cannot ever like exercise for weight or like looks because for me, like you're going to, I'm going to lose interest with it or I'm going to become like obsessed with it. And then it becomes an unhealthy form of self-care at that point when you're just like constantly all about it. So for me, it was more of like the feeling of energy because you can exercise in the morning and you feel energized all throughout the day. So it's like an instant thing that you feel the energy from it. And so I just like, 
like when I think of self-care for me and what works for me, it's giving it like that feeling goal or like doing it for the feeling and not necessarily for like whatever the outcome might be that happens after that, if that makes sense, like as far as exercise goes and things. It completely makes sense. And I think it completely makes sense within the example that you gave of exercise and also within so many other aspects of our life, because I think that's a big and often challenging mindset shift for a lot of people because we live in a culture that is so productivity-based, so outcomes-based, so much focus on what we're achieving, what we're doing, not what we're being, how we're feeling, the life that we are experiencing, the memories that we are creating. And so I think what you shared is is really powerful of shifting that goal, at least in terms of your self-care from a particular outcome to your feeling. Yeah. And, and it's just because it's really important. Like you want to stick with it, whatever self-care routine you you pick up, like, you know, that it has like the benefit and it's important and you want to stick with it. So, you know, just having that goal, that's not so driven by like the outcome of like a physical, uh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say physical because feelings are, <laughs> can be physical, but you know, just like an outward appearance thing or something like that, going with how you feel like on the inside and the emotions that come up or how you're able to now show up from that self-care routine. I think it's really important to have absolutely, that. Absolutely. Because we can tend to get very rigid with our self-care too. You know, a good friend of ours, uh, Tanya, was on the podcast recently and she was sharing her self-care journey. So for our listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to that episode as well. And she had shared this part of her story of how, you know, she was trying to practice all the self-care things and it ended up being this like rigid two-hour routine that ended up not making her feel very good in the end. And I think, you know, a lot of us can tend to do that. We can tend to um, develop a rigidity around it again, because it becomes, we turn our self-care into this other thing that we want to achieve, right? If I'm not hitting these certain goals, even within my self-care, well, then I'm not going to be quote unquote successful at it. But I always like to say, you know, self-care, I don't want it to be just another to-do on your to-do list or something that starts to feel like a chore because the whole point of these self-care activities is to help you feel good, to help you feel better. And so if it's not doing that, then it's not really serving its purpose. So continuing to tune into and tap into that feeling that you want to cultivate more of, I think is a really beautiful process and journey. So Stephanie, where did that take you? What sort of insight did you gain through that process, through that journey? Yeah, well, like I had mentioned before, you know, I kind of learned that, well, obviously, you know, self-care was not some of the things that I had previously thought that it was. And, you know, I, I learned that really it's it's not about that self-care, you know, for me, it's it was really about just giving myself that feeling again of feeling like myself. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, I just learned that I needed to create a routine that fit in with that goal that I had for myself and really, you know, achieving that feeling more so than whatever the other outcomes could be. And, you know, I also learned a little bit with 
like the routine that I created and and the self-care and stuff is that, you know, it's not something like I have kids, I have younger kids. And so it wasn't something like I have to shut myself away from everyone to do that. I could also do that with them in the room, or we could go outside and do it and involve them in the process. And then it becomes this fun thing for everybody. And, you know, I still get to, to, you know, have the exercise or I get to have the fresh air or just the sunshine or something. Um, But, you know, they can then like enjoy that time with me as well. And so it almost kind of like reconnects you to like your family or to your time or to yourself um, when you realize like, well, I actually like really enjoy this. And this really brings me a lot of joy and happiness. And, you know, it's not so bad. It's not this drain on my time or something that I just like have feel like I have to do every day. It actually becomes fun (laughs) and you want to keep doing it, which I think is important, especially as you are starting a routine, you know, you to keep with it. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I really like about what you just shared about that part is that focusing on kind of how you want to be feeling. And that's really kind of what you're going for, as opposed to a specific other sort of external outcome that also sort of expanded the ways in which you could carry out this routine that you had created for yourself, where, you know, as opposed to sometimes we do think we need to kind of you know, shut ourselves in a quiet room and do our meditation practice. And maybe that's part of it. Or carve out two hours to drive out to the yoga studio, take a class and come home, kind of create and sort of isolate these chunks of time or create a certain sort of quote unquote ideal situation to practice that self-care. And then we don't practice it because we feel like we don't have that sort of ideal situation created because life happens and things come up. And so with you focusing on, well, this is the type of feeling that I'm trying to cultivate, you were then able to engage your children and go outside and bring them, go outside with them and bring them into that routine as well. So in many ways, it also what I'm hearing is is expanded the ways that you can practice self-care because you were focused not so much on sort of creating a specific ideal situation, but you were focused on the things that will create this and cultivate more of this feeling. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I can get really like feel guilty a lot with, and I think all parents, like we, we have that like guilt of, are we doing enough or being enough? And whenever they're part of the routine, like, obviously I still like to have my own time (laughs) where, you know, it's just uninterrupted and, um, just, you know, listening or just zoning everybody out. And, but, you know, it is good to have them to be a part of that where I still have that time. And I feel like I'm giving them the attention that they are are needing and wanting, but then I'm also still able to do something for myself. And then we all feel good at the end of that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kids learn the most from what they see. And so then if they also see you as a parent practicing self-care, having fun, including them, in many ways, that's how they learn to practice self-care as well. So it's not only becomes a fun experience for all, but it's also setting a really positive sort of role modeling for them as well. 
Yeah. And at that point, then it almost is like you forget that it's self-care because <laughs> you're just having fun with it and you enjoy it. It doesn't, you know, take away from what you're already doing in the day or feel like, well, they've been at school all day and I haven't seen them, but my more, you know, I was so busy, couldn't get to it. And now it's like even more time that you're having to spend away because you're doing this self-care thing for yourself in like including them in what we're doing, then I don't feel so bad about like, I'm not missing out on time with them and I don't feel bad about what I'm doing. And they, they see it as fun and, you know, mom having fun and they enjoy it. And, and (laughs) yeah, it sounds like it just becomes, you know, a way of life at that point. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so wonderful. Just so many valuable insights today in our conversation. Thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie, and sharing a bit of your journey with us. If anyone wants to find out more about you and the work that you're doing, how can they find you? Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on here. It was a lot of fun to chat about this, about self-care. And for anyone who wants to learn more about me and what I do as a copywriter or how I can help, you know, take some things off your plate if you're a little overwhelmed with your business and and all the things that we have to do, (laughs) marketing and all that. My website is www.stephanie-tilton.com. And, you know, have Uh, ways that I help people with um, launching digital offers and uh, courses and programs. And I would love to, to chat if you have questions about anything. Wonderful. Thank you. And I will include your website and your social media handle in the show notes here. And anyone who is looking for any help with regards to copywriting, like I said, I've worked with Stephanie myself. She is wonderful. Highly recommended. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Download it today.